Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Today's episode is brought to you by ModMed. Do your EHR and PM adapt to your style of practice? The ModMed EHR and PM do, with benefits like remembering preferences and automatically suggesting documentation and billing codes. Urologists voted ModMed the number one urology-specific EHR and PM solution available, built by urologists with input from yours truly. Stop wasting 60 minutes and 200 for each of your open or no-show slot. Go to modmed.com slash prsnetwork. Set up an appointment with the team at ModMed Urology and shift your urology practice into high gear. Imagine a solution on a tablet or the web that works seamlessly with revenue cycle management, analytics, telehealth, payment processing, patient engagement tools, and much more. ModMed is transforming healthcare by placing doctors and patients at the center of care. Welcome to episode 159 of the Urology Coding Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the agenda for the Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminars coming up in December uh, 2023 in Las Vegas and in January 2024 in New Orleans. What we want to do is go through and uh, list off what we're going to be uh, talking about and just a little bit about each topic, uh, just to let you know what we're covering in that in those two seminars, and we'd love to have you join us and join the conversation. So I'm going to start off uh, with uh, Friday morning. We're going to get started with the optimizing urology E&M coding and exploring urology revenue opportunities. So let's uh, let's talk about those two topics. And uh, uh, Mark, why'd we pick those? And and kind of how do we do it? Run through the run through them all pretty quickly. Yeah. So as you know, we start with E and M because E and M is the starting point for all of your interactions with your patients. E and M coding accounts for about a third of every urologist's revenue. And for those of you living on work RVUs, it's about fifty-five percent of your work RVU production. So. Making sure that you understand the ins and outs of E&M coding is absolutely critical. Uh, when we, the way that we do it uh, is we'll give you the basics, but then we spend a lot of time with scenarios and interactive discussion. And it's a, it's a, it's a great time to share kind of what's going on, different points of view, and try and get things down to making E&M uh, more of a, an instinctual but accurate piece and ways to leverage your EHR. So we'll go through all of those. And then I'm really excited about the second uh, piece as well, the exploring uh, urology revenue opportunities. We've got a, a new approach to this. We've, you know, we've always tried to address talking about coding and reimbursement for new technologies and how to plan to put this into your office. Uh, but we've actually got a, a new session this year um, where we're going to bring up some of the vendors and what they're doing so that they can explain what it is, and then we can come back through and have a discussion as a group as to how this can work in the urology practice. And then with each one, we'll always talk about 
the reimbursement, the coding, and making sure you're getting paid for what you're doing. So we'll give you some good strategies on those that have answers and those that don't. Um, so uh, I'm excited about the morning. I think it's been a great way to start, and we always enjoy the excellent interaction that we have at our seminars. Um, we have, you know, it's a it's a room full of great minds and great opinions and and uh, some shared solutions. So it's a collective think, and certainly we can uh, we'd like to to guide everybody through that, provide our opinions, and and certainly give you some answers where we can give them. Ray, your thoughts? Uh, I want to emphasize that that first morning session is, is extremely important for everyone. I know all docs know exactly what they're doing, and some probably think they're doing it right, but the pearls they give in that session on optimizing urology E&M coding is invaluable. You'll pick up things that will save you time and certainly help you pick the highest level code that you've documented and performed. All right. Okay. So moving to the afternoon of uh, Friday afternoon, we're going to talk about uh, unlocking urology telehealth success and also elevating the urology front office efficiencies. And then we're going to talk about urology AR follow-up and appeal strategies. And then the final session is going to be a breakout session between bridging the gap, and that's really talking about, um, and we kind of targeted this at uh, one group is the coders, billers, and administrators, and the other group is the urologists and APPs and 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 so we had two different breakout sessions and the first one is the bridging the gap which I just mentioned and that's really finding that effective communication strategy really working with uh, the coders billers and admins to talk about how to communicate well with your providers and bridge that gap uh, communication gap and the second uh, breakout session is targeted at uh, urologist APPs, and it's called Navigating Urologist Compensation and Practice Options. So that's that's kind of a mouthful of what all I said. Uh, Mark, I'll pass it over to you. You can kind of explain each one uh, individually, and, and then Ray gets your thoughts as well. All right. So uh, as we all know, uh, urology or telehealth is paid for right now under the PHE guidelines, and that's going to continue. Uh, so we've now seen, as I've traveled around the country, a bunch of different success stories relative to telehealth and urology. So we'll be sharing a lot of information relative to telehealth and how to incorporate it the right way uh, with with everything else you do. Uh, and then the next two sessions are really, you know, they, they're targeted towards specific issues. But the reality is, um, as we've spoken about a million times, is the the overall process of getting paid for what you do in a fee-for-service world is a team approach. And so really talking about, you know, how to make sure that the front office works well with the clinical and the back office by looking at both the, the front office and the appeal strategies. You know, those things uh, cannot function 
without the uh, clear support and interaction with the clinical team. So we tie the, all of those things together. Then the breakout sessions, actually, when you look at those, Scott, I'd, I'd, I'd basically say a little bit that the administrators that are going to be there um, kind of have two, you know, multiple hats, and it's they're going to have a tough t- time choosing between the two sessions um, overall. And certainly some of your clinical staff are going to have those issues too because the bridging the gap section is going to be more about how do coders and billers and clinical staff actually communicate well so that everybody understands what's going on. You know, a, a biller and coder doesn't always get the nuances of what's happening in the operating room if the clinician doesn't actually document things the way they should. And they need certain aspects included in the chart in order to actually get things paid, given the scrutiny that the claims are under right now. So uh, it's a good session, and we usually have a good mix of both, you know, clinical side and the billing side to actually have some good interactive discussions uh, to learn a little bit more about what's going on day to day. So, and, and it is really great when we have groups that come in and, and they bring both their clinical and their admin staff as a team to really pick up the pearls from both sides because it's, it's a cycle. Everybody needs to be on the team. And then the other part um, is a little bit more focused on urology compensation, setting up the office, and really looking at what the market's doing right now. We've all seen we've got PE, we've got hospitals, we've got you know, Amazon and CVS and everybody else in the world trying to come in and buy up practices. And then there's a, you know, plenty of groups out there that are still functioning well on their own. So what are your options going forward? What are the pluses and minuses? What have we seen? And again, what has everybody else seen? All of these sessions are really great as far as the interaction. We've got some good topics to lead you through and then open them up from there to see what's going on and what's working best out there in the marketplace. Ray, your thoughts? A couple of thoughts. One, if you're not using telehealth, you're in a minority. The AUA survey showed that over 50% of all urologists are taking advantage of telehealth in one way or another. And then the, the rest of the day, it sort of follows, if you've been to our seminars before, we've talked about the Wheel of Fortune where there are about 20 different steps in the process from having seen a patient to the money's in the bank. And every one of those steps have to be uh, performed precisely. And so one session takes in what happens before you see the patient and then the afternoon after you see the patient. So all of that is discussed during that session. All right. So that's a, that's a great first day that we have uh, set up, and I'm, we're, we're all excited about uh, the content and, and what we got to share. Okay, so moving on to, to day two. That's uh, Saturday. And in the morning, we're going to be doing our annual update on uh, urology coding and reimbursement. We're going to cover, you know, the Medicare updates and also private payer trending and denials, edits, and alerts. This is one of the topics that uh, was very high on 
when we asked everybody what their biggest challenge was regarding uh, in regards to documentation, coding, and billing, uh, keeping up to date is one of the things that was very high on the list of, of biggest challenges. And, I, and also, uh, uh, the other part of the morning session is going to be mastering modifiers in the global package. Uh, again, modifiers are there to, to help you uh, get paid for what you do accurately. And there's a lot of misunderstanding out there, misdocumentation. So we want to make sure we share that in there. And again, that was another one of the biggest challenges in, in our survey. All right, Mark. What are your comments on the morning session? Yes, so planning and looking at a business going forward in, in medicine requires that you keep your head up and look down the road a little bit. And so that's why we give you the annual update, where we are, what we see coming, what new codes are out, what new codes are coming down the pipeline. And we, we do have some new changes in urology um, that are coming down the pipeline. Uh, it's exciting to look at everything that's, that's out there and what we're going to have the opportunity to provide to patients. And so we want to look at that overall process and, and how things are evolving ahead of time. And then, of course, the mastering the global package really requires two things. You know, we've got somebody that's got to understand the details of how to translate the concepts into actual focus, you know, putting the right modifier in the right place. But You've got to have your clinical side understanding the concepts so that, you know, they don't necessarily have to memorize what modifiers go with which, but they do have to understand what the documentation needs to support those things. So having that deep dive and that discussion so that you can take that back to your practice and apply it right away. Um, And I will also add at this point in time, you know, we do have uh, not just you, Ray, and I uh, at the at the the seminar. Uh, we did. We have John Lynn uh, who helps us with a lot of this, and his perspective is always valuable as a solo practitioner and all this. And then we were uh, Marianne uh, Desois, who's who's with us as our director of operations here, who runs the revenue cycle management and interacts with offices around the country, helping them build protocols and deal with all this stuff. So we'll have those those folks with us as well as all the participants who I would consider pseudo presenters as as they as they go through their process. So it's um, it's going to be huge. And then of course um, we also have Larry Kemp um, with years of expertise in practice management helping us with a number of different things. So uh, we've got a, a nice bench of speakers that we're going with um in the afternoon we'll bring in yet another one so uh i you know i think i think we'll have some great interactive discussion throughout friday and then into today but you know keeping an eye on the future and then actually looking at where you are and how you execute day to day um in the office and in the hospital or ambulatory surgical center all that needs to needs to be covered and we will Ray, your thoughts. Uh, I'd just like to echo one thing Mark said. Uh, the, the discussion on modifiers is extremely important uh, because we see a lot of mistakes as we audit different charts. And, and it starts with the physician understanding the concepts and properly documenting what they did that 
fits the definition of whatever modifier is going to need to be provided if they get paid for that secondary procedure. All right. Okay. So that brings us uh, to the afternoon. And in the afternoon, we are covering, uh, we, we have a special guest that we're inviting in to talk about his journey from, from a private practice to academics and what he learned along the way. And then also we're going to be talking about coding compliance. We want to make sure that, uh, that everybody understands what it takes to, to really set up a good compliance uh, program in your, in your office or your practice. And then we're going to wrap it up with a urology coding workshop where we're going to really dig into a lot of real-world scenarios talk about all the different things going on uh, and and actually practice uh, in a workshop and and then we'll we'll end it up with ICD10 coding. All right. Mark, you want to break it down? Sure. So, uh Pablo Santa Maria is a urologist who was in private practice that and he's now migrated into academics and he's going to walk us through how is learning the ins and outs of of private practice and how to deal with coding and all that stuff really has served him well uh, within the academic world. So um, we, we, with so many of you uh, transitioning from private practice to employed situations, we thought that would be uh, a good topic to go through. Uh, and then um, we're, as far as looking at the coding compliance, the workshop and ICD-10, um, some of those things go hand in hand and, and, and ultimately the compliance side of this, you know, a lot of times I think compliance gets a bad rap as a, uh, as one of those things that has to be done to just make sure you're not doing things wrong. But the reality is if you've got a good functioning compliance program and what you've got working has a focused educational component and a real focus on capturing all that you can. Uh, compliance is a revenue enhan- enhancement tool, and it is an insurance policy at the same time. So it's one of those few insurance policies that you don't have to wait for a disaster to actually take advantage of. So for me, it's the the most positive insurance plan in the in the entire universe. So, but anyway, that's just my opinion. And. And certainly the coding workshops and ICD-10 kind of those wrap those things together. And, you know, we, we can't ignore diagnosis coding. A lot of times it's, you know, kind of that afterthought. But uh, in the end, it, it is save the best for last, sort of. Um, that is a driver uh, of everything we do in urology. So we, we make sure we cover soup to nuts. Ray, your take. Just add one thing, that in the uh, coding workshop, we try to address a lot of those coding issues that are difficult to to determine exactly what to do. All right. That sounds great. And uh, one thing I'll mention on the urology coding workshop, we do encourage uh, attendees to submit uh, different op notes or different scenarios or different... Uh, you know, anything that they want, questions, uh, situations, 
just submit it to us, and we'll include that as many as we can in that urology coding workshop. So that's that's really kind of the real life scenarios is we're taking what's happening out there right now and what difficulties are everybody's facing and uh, and we'll break that down in that workshop. So that's always sparks a, a really good discussion and you hear a lot of different solutions from a lot of different perspectives. So that's that's really uh, one one of the highlights and one of the things that is is always uh, highly rated in the seminars is that interaction between the attendees and and the speakers and really having that discussion and meeting other people you know i oftentimes you're in a urology practice you're practicing in a silo and you don't interact that much with other uh, practices doing similar things or practices around the country so it is a great great opportunity to hear some different perspectives and hear how others are doing it. Uh, we had one of the attendees comment that that every year, and and he attends every year, and every year he picks up a different pearl that more than pays for the investment of the seminar and the, and, uh, the travel to the seminar. So, so there's always something to learn, always something to uh, gain from this, and and it's it's really a, a great thing to be a part of in a great community. So you all make it uh, an excellent seminar. So we do appreciate everybody that uh, attends. And speaking of that, if you want to register for the seminar, you can go to prsnetwork.com. And right there on the home page is a seminar registration button. Or if you'd like to go to the episode page, you can go to prsnetwork.com forward slash 159 for episode 159. And there's a link and uh, and, a sp- and a special discount code for our listeners. So if you're listening to this, you can go get that code off the episode page and use that to register and get a discount for the seminar. All right. Um, we... Go, let's go around for some final thoughts, and then uh, then we'll wrap this episode, this uh, ep- podcast episode up. Mark, final thoughts. Well, I have to say, first off, every year I do look forward to the seminar. I mean, I do, I do enjoy these podcasts, but the feedback loop is missing. Um, and so, you know, the seminars with the discussion and the interaction with everybody is hard to beat. Uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, um, Larry. John, Marianne, Ray, Scott, myself, um, all really enjoy those interactions and the discussions between times too. It's just, it's just, it's fun to get with a group of people that are all focused in the same area of trying to solve the various issues we're all up against because it is a fast moving world with a lot of stuff on the plate. So exciting, scary, both. Um, but uh, an interesting time and a good time to be a physician. All right, Ray. Well, we hope you'll join us and uh, send us your toughest questions and your toughest problems. We love a good challenge. All right. Uh, final thing I'll say is uh, we want to thank Mod Med for supporting this episode. If you're in the market for an EHR practice management solution, please check out ModMed. You can go to modmed.com forward slash PRS network for specials for our audience. All right, that's all we got today. Take us out, Ray. Right?
Happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juice Reap.